Okay, so IT infrastructures, if you remember, um, it has how many components? Anyone wants to answer? If any of you still remember last week lecture? Four components. Yes, four components. Um, what is that? What are the Hardware, Okay. Software, database and network. Yes, correct. Siapa nama tadi? Tasha. Thank you, Tasha. Tasha. Okay. So today you're going to learn about the first component of the IT infrastructures, which is the hardware. Okay. So the chapter review. So in this chapter, we will study, we will learn about the hardware components of an information system. So it has four uh, hardware components, which is the CPU, central processing unit, memory, we have a primary and secondary storage, um, input devices and also output devices. I think um, all of you may be familiar with this term. And also we will learn about the classification of computers by power and also the strategic issues regarding the hardware. Okay, next. So this is um, the overall unit of the uh, CPU, okay? Right here, you have the uh, input devices and also output devices. So actually the system that receive and store all the input devices and um, produce it as the output, this is the CPU. So this is in the red box here is the component of the CPU. Okay. Um, what is this microchips? If you, maybe guys know this one. It is a microprocessor for the CPU, which is um, here, install it in the motherboard of the CPU. Okay. So what is the CPU? CPU is a microprocessor that executes instructions to perform processing tasks. So the component parts are control, control unit here, ALU, arithmetic logic unit, registers, and the primary storage. Okay. So what is the control unit? So it assesses the program instructions from the input devices, uh, from the input devices, the input information, will be assessed uh, in this control unit. So it will decode also interpret the instruction uh, received and also control the flow of data throughout the system. So that is the function of the control unit. And what is ALU? It performs computation on data and also perform a comparison on data, basically uh, about the processing the information that has been received by the input, input devices. And also the CPU also have registers. So it, it is a high-speed high storage areas and it hold data and instruction. Okay, so uh, the last one is the primary storage, the main memory in the, uh, located in the CPU. So it stores instruction from the programs and also stores data to be processed. To be processed. So I assume um, that you all can remember at least knows um, the CPU component and also its main function, okay? Because we're not IT person, we do not know actually the exact mechanism what involved uh, in the control unit, ALU, registers, but as long as you can uh, differentiate 
the components and knows the function of every uh, component is 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 fine already. Okay. And then uh, the CPU, it has a cycle. It has its own process. So the machine instruction cycle, it is an instruction is fetched from the primary storage by the control unit. Yes, because from the uh, prim primary storage, so the control unit ALU and registers will process. So the control unit decodes the instruction here. It decodes the instruction what uh, the computers are going to do with the information that has been received. And then the ALU receive the data and the instruction and perform the calculation and comparison. And also the result is stored in the primary storage, um, the, ex the internal storage in the CPU here. Okay, that is the mach machine uh, instruction cycle. If in a test I ask uh, how does the data or information flows in the uh, CPU system, then you are able to uh, explain it using uh, this term and also this figure here. Okay. Okay, next. Uh, so the computer performance is measured in part by the number of machine instruction cycle performed per second. So there are factors affecting this performance include clock speed, cache memory, word length, address, and database, uh, data bus width. So I'm not going to explain uh, in detail about the factors uh, affecting the performance because we are not going to learn about the mechanism in detail. But as long as you know um, that the computer performance, the speed is uh, affecting by different factors is enough. Like clock speed, um, so one clock speed is about one gigahertz. Uh, uh, one hertz speed. So if your computers have more gigahertz, we assume that we, that it is fast uh, compared to other uh, low gigahertz. Uh, that is called the clock speed. And cache memory as well. If anyone using the computer and the computer, your computer seems like slows down, uh, maybe someone will remind you to uh, delete the cache memory, delete the cache memory. And when you delete the cache memory, your computer become uh, better in terms of performance. And, and word length, um, okay. And word length is usually, um, I think, involve uh, the number of bits of uh, CPU. Uh, for example, the processor with 32 bit is all, always much faster than a uh, 16-bit processor because when you buy computer, there, there's always be 32-bit um, processor, 16-bit processor. So it determines your computer performance, something like that. Okay, uh, I'm not, I'm not expect you to uh, be able to explain one by one what is the bit hertz that affecting the computer performance, but as long as you know that your computer's performance is affected by different factors, it's fine. Okay? Okay, next. Still in uh, CPU, so microprocessors evolve rapidly due to miniature miniaturization of transistors, decreasing distance between transistors on the chip, uh, decreasing the line width, 
and also improve conductivity or the flow of electricity, improve instruction sets programmed into the chips. So the smaller, faster, cheaper, more powerful chips with generation. Uh, for example, okay, example uh, after this. So different, uh, so microprocessors evolve with time. So in 2000, we have uh, processors, uh, biggest processors installed in motherboard, something like that. So by time, tahun 2010-2020, chips become smaller, but it become faster and cheaper. Okay, because more research and development has been done uh, by the uh, IT company. Okay. Okay, the com uh, what is the computer memory? So it involves uh, the one that uh, stored in your uh, external uh, CPU, which is the primary storage and also the secondary storage. Okay, external uh, storage. So what is the primary storage? The main memory is a temporary storage area that holds three things. Information you are working with, the application software you are using, and also the operating system software. So increasing memory capacity will increase the performance of the system, of course. Um, mobile phone device, uh, the more you install the uh, software updating uh, OS system and also um, increasing memory in terms of uh, um, storing data, file folders, photos also will affect your performance uh, devices, the device's performance. Okay, there are types of uh, primary storage, which is the registers, part of the CPU that I mentioned just now. It is very fast and very limited uh, capacity. And also the RAM, random access memory, um, the memory chips uh, stored in the motherboard that I showed uh, earlier. Uh, and it is the general storage of program instruction and data. Uh, okay, and this is volatile. Sometimes uh, motherboard ROSA RAM, RAM ROSA, something like that. And also cache, cache memory, it is faster than RAM, used to provide intermediate storage between secondary storage and RAM. And also read-only memory, ROM, uh, the chips store the permanent instruction needed by the computer, something like that. Okay, uh, so this is example of RAM. Mm. You can search many um, other photos or maybe you have um, your own uh, RAM. Guys, boys are slightly aware about these computer components. So they are aware about this uh, component, of course. Okay, secondary uh, storage, non-volatile storage of data instruction. It has a huge storage capacity. It's cheaper than primary storage and slower than primary storage. And it has uh, types like magnetic and optical uh, storage media. For example, the if, if it is a magnetic type, uh, magnetic tape, it is cheap, slow, and has a sequential access and good for backup usually. And for magnetic disk, something like floppy disk, hard disk, the external hard disk, uh, and zip drive and also for a solid state device uh, the one that you always use the USB smart cards or memory cards and uh, the optical type uh, like CD-ROM CD 
RW, DVD, FND, ROM, something like that. If you are able to uh, differentiate the secondary and primary storage uh, types using a different example, uh, then it is good. Okay. So this is an example of uh, the uh, secondary storage. Okay, storage for the enterprise means the storage, the system that is used uh, by businesses. Um, example, uh, companies, for example, uh, hospitals. So it has its own, uh, we call it as enterprise storage system. So enterprise storage system, it has um, its own. So the company, the organization, it has its own um, storage system the system that I mentioned during our first lecture. So it provides coordinated, secure, managed storage for all enterprise data, for all organization. So it, uh, sometimes they're not using uh, the, the, the same type of personnel that computer we own. They have their different version of the PCs, the CPUs, and so on. For example, uh, for the storage, they have the redundant array of independent disks. We call it as a RAID and also the storage area network, uh, their own network, um, and also network attached storage. And the storage service uh, providers, usually uh, there are third-party storage utilities, not usually the same that uh, we personally use. Okay, so, so, so the system is different. So the system storage for the hospital and our personal house is different, okay? Okay. So next slide is computer class classification by power. So like I said, um, there are different types of uh, computers, not mentioned only our personal computers. There are supercomputers, mainframes, mid-range, workstations, microcomputers, computing appliance. And it is based on the uh, organization or uh, enterprises or businesses, depends on the businesses. Because the classification boundaries are not blurred, are blurred because depends again depends on what type of uh, business that they are running of course the uh, hospital uh, computer system are different uh, with um, tele telecommunication uh, companies something like that okay these are the types of uh, uh, computers but it powers so uh, if you are watching uh, i think mission impossible there are supercomputers that they're using, they're installing um, uh, programs or data, uh, private or not. So it's different from the personal computer that we have at home. So this is uh, in interrelated of the uh, example of the computers um, by the powers, by the specification, using uh, used by different types of organization. Okay. Uh, this is the the some kind of CPU I think the the brain the processing unit for the system okay okay uh, so for computer classification uh, this is from 1978 and 2002 only uh, data so by time uh, the microprocessors the processors are evolved like the one that I know is from the Pentium from 90s. So the Pentiums evolved to Pentium Pro, Pentium 2, Pentium 3, 4. And so Intel has evolved like 
until core, core duo, core something, and Mac, Apple has been using uh, Intel processors, and the latest one, they're not using Intel processor anymore, so they use the M1 chip by uh, Apple itself. So you see how the microprocessors um, has evolved, okay? So now, uh, what's the input technology? So the information that we receive by the uh, CPU system. So the input devices could be anything that provide uh, data or uh, information to the to our computers, for example. So we type anything, words from keyboard and we use my um, mouse actually, mouse or touch screen, stylus, joysticks, microphone, something like that. And this is human oriented. We key in our own uh, data to the computer, to receive by the computer. And we it is also automated like uh, ATM, the automated teller machine or POST, a point of service machine, optical scanner, voice recognition, sensors and cameras. As long as the devices or the technology that could provide the data uh, to be received by the CPU, we call it as an input. Okay, now output devices. What are the example of the output devices? Of course, um, we type something, receive by the computer, it appears on our monitor, right? And we can print it using our printers. And also it can um, be in a form of voice. Um, we type something, uh, how to pronounce cash, something like that. And then we click on this um, on the screen, then the computer will generate C-A-C-H-E as a cash, cash, something like that. We type something using um, um, manual and it will come out as a voice, output as a voice, something like that. And also multimedia um, when you watch your YouTube or something, okay? So uh, this is the end of the lecture today. You only learn about the software, uh, hardware, sorry. So you see how the computer has evolved. Uh, during my time, the CPU is like this big, very big. And now um, the CPU already uh, installed in the monitor itself. If you're using uh, iMac, so um, it is already in the back end monitor. So I'm not sure how they, 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 it runs, but yeah, they don't have the separate PCUs, uh, CPUs and monitors, okay? And also this is life large already evolved from one monitor to two monitors to three monitors, okay? So this is the last lecture for today, a very short lecture because you're, you only learn about the uh, hardware not so many information about the hardware. So I expect you all know how to uh, differentiate between the uh, CPU's components and what is the purpose of uh, each of the components and how it runs from, how it flows, how the data and information flows from the input devices to the output devices. Yes, so um, that's all for today. Mm -hmm.